What is up, my dudes? Welcome to Olympia Oddities. I'm Trista. And I'm Steven. And today, we're here to talk about the disappearance of Cora McGurk. Hi, guys. It's good to be back. Did you miss me? Don't answer. <laughs> no, I thought you did a great job with your episode <laughs> while I was gone, though. Well, I, I haven't really heard much feedback outside of what you told me. So, I mean, like, I, I, I think I did okay. I don't know. We'll see. The numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. And people probably liked conf- it. Probably confused a lot of people, especially like the people that were like, I'm going to listen to it now. And then they were like, oh, wait a minute. Yes. Yeah, sometimes I forget that not everyone is on the same page as us. Like, <laughs> I can't just like think and make plans for the podcast and be like, it's okay. Like, you know, we do spring some surprises on you occasionally, but like. We like to be spontaneous. Got to keep you on your toes. So in 1991, 22-year-old Cora McGurk disappeared from Seattle, Washington for a few days, then returned home for a day, and then disappeared for good. While she was back, she made some concerning statements to a family member that troubled them and had them worried about whether or not foul play could have been involved in her disappearance. We'll also discuss the possible connection that this case may have to a local, very much hated serial killer of mine, Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killer. I did almost just say Gary Ridgway. Also known as Small Face Mick Pudding Pants. <laughs> Cora Christmas McGurk was born on Christmas Day, 1968. Cora McGurk was raised in Chicago and graduated from high school there in the 80s. After moving to Washington, Cora found a job at the University of Washington Medical Center working in the gift shop. She also enrolled herself in an electrical engineering program at the college. She had two kids at this time and lived with some family who also had children on the east side of Seattle's Capitol Hill. But while things seemed to be going great in Cora's life, with her stable job, progress in her university program, and stable home life, things soon took a turn when she met the father of her third child. Balula Walker, Cora's aunt, who also ended up raising Cora's kids after her disappearance, told the Seattle PI that when Cora got involved with little Bobby's daddy, things went downhill fast after that. He was in and out of prison all the time. Cora eventually ended up quitting her job and dropping out of the electrical engineering program. While Bobby was known for using drugs, it is unknown if Cora was also using them during their relationship. And that's just so sad to me because it seems like she really had a lot of things going for her. No, it really is. And it, it, that just goes to show that, you know, one just bad, bad person, one bad yeah. decision. And it's not even like you could really precursor that or like really because we don't know the signs. We weren't there for that. But it's also just kind of like, man, just one wrong turn is all it takes. Yeah. And the and the thing to always remember is shitty dudes don't start as shitty dudes. No, no, they That's don't. That's very important to remember when you talk about abusive relationships because often people want to victim blame and be like, well, why would you ever be someone like that? Exactly. Because like, they're slowly turning it up on you. Mm-hmm. They're not just awful from day one or else everyone would leave them from day one. Exactly. So Cora McGurk went missing for two days in July of 1991. And when she returned, she made some troubling statements to her aunt, Balula Walker. Balula recalled that morning to the Seattle PI saying that that morning as she was leaving I remember thinking that she didn't look right I asked what was wrong with her but she said it was nothing and that she was all right then she went outside stopped and came back in she said if anything were to happen to her please take care of my kids don't let them go back to Chicago because they won't make it would I please do that for her and I said of course I would and that was the last time I ever saw her that is so chilling that is incredibly creepy she definitely 
she knew, knew something, something was going to yeah. happen. I mean, she outright asked her, "Oh yeah, would you take care of my kids?" Like you, she knew something was coming. But Lula cared for Cora's three children after she disappeared. Also, can I just take a side note to say I really like the name Balula. I feel like I haven't heard that a lot, but I like it a lot. So she cared for Cora's three children after she disappeared. And uh, Cora's son, Martel, later became a professional basketball player who played for the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, wow. He was only five years old when his mom disappeared. Martel was quoted by the Seattle PI saying this about his mom. She was very independent. We don't really know what happened to her. I don't have a lot of memories about her, but I remember that she was a nice woman. Balula explained that she helped Martel work through the loss by telling him, I did tell him that his mother loved him very much. She wouldn't walk away from her family. I know that. Something happened beyond her control. Cora McGurk's family strongly believes that she would not just willingly leave her children and life behind. Authorities believe that Cora may have unfortunately been a victim of the Green River killer, Gary Ridgeway. Cora McGurk was 22 years old at the time of her disappearance, and she would be 53 years old at the time of this recording. She's a black female, 5'9", and about 170 pounds. She has black hair and brown eyes. She was last seen wearing a burgundy and black snakeskin leather coat, a black shirt, green shorts with black lace, a gold citizen watch with a white or black band, and a chain that went through her right pinky fingernail to a ring on that finger. This is oddly specific, but also, what a fit. That is an outfit. What a fit. It, yeah, it, it stuck out to me, too, when I was uh, writing this, as I was like, you know, sometimes in, it will be like, we don't even know what they were last seen wearing, or it will mm-hmm. be like, gray sweatshirt. I'm like, this is very, very, very identifiable point. clothing, too. Oh, yeah. uh, Cora's hair was short, but she had a ponytail extension. She had red nail polish on as well. She also has a scar on her right wrist and has pierced ears. She had many aliases and may have went by. Constance Bruce, Katrina Jackson, Cynthia Jackson, Pamela Jackson, Katrina Jenkins, Cynthia Thompson, and or Pamela Thompson. We hope that one day the mystery of Cora McGurk's disappearance is solved and that her family is able to get the closure that they deserve and bring the right people to justice. Thank you for listening to Olympia Oddities. Be sure to check out our new Tee Public shop where you can buy yourself a shirt, mug, sticker. We got a bunch of really fun stuff on there. You can search Olympia Oddities Podcast or find the link in our Instagram bio, which is also at Olympia Oddities Podcast. Be sure to follow our podcast so you get all of the paranormal, true crime, cryptid, and weird history goodness right there in your feed. And if you want to help us out a ton, you can do that by leaving us a five-star rating or sharing us with a friend. I'm Trista, and my personal Instagram is at SaloonGhost. I'm Steven, and I'm joining Santa Claus this year with the Total Tank. That's right. We're going 90s Santa Claus. The total tank is happening this year. We're doing it. The the total tank? The total tank. What's that? You don't remember that from the Santa Claus? There's like the whole scene where like like Tim Allen is like in transformation to becoming the Santa Claus. And he's like ordering that like huge ass lunch. And then like there's kind of like, all right, here's here's the toy we're going to pitch. And it's like Santa Claus in a fucking tank. And they're like, Santa's going total tank. Yeah. Yeah. It's happening this year. It's happening this year. Yeah, we watched that earlier this year. We did. They, they, they murdered Santa Claus. <laughs> no, because we didn't. We hadn't watched it since we were kids. And that scene where he's like, all right, guy on the ground. There's reindeer on the roof. That's going to be hard to explain. He was trying to get himself out of a dare I say it. 
Gone Girl esque situation. Oh no! Two of my favorite scenes in that are are that one that you just talked about specifically, where he's like, "Guy fell off of the roof." I can explain that. How he got up there, I don't know. And the reindeer, that's a tough one. That's the part I'm talking about. Guy was on my roof. <laughs> that and then Denny's. De still to this day, that is even as a kid, I thought that was funny as hell. I still think that's funny as hell. Well, we hope you guys all have a safe and happy holiday season, and we'll catch you one more time before the New Year's here with a super special end-of-the-year sideshow. Uh, but until then, until next time, friends. Love you. Christmas is a time to say I love you. you.